Welcome back to The Dead Drop, your secret cache of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. We've had a great bit of feedback from one of our listeners, Tom, shout out to you. Uh, We're going to be moving the podcast to twice a week, but we're going to be shifting the days. It's not going to be Tuesday and Saturday anymore, it's going to be Monday and Thursday because that seems to fit in with people's commute and when they most conveniently listen to the podcast. We'll start this week with a Thursday session in a couple of days. Guess without further ado, here are the new stories that you need to know. Gran Turismo 7, the latest property exclusive to the Sony platform, has only been out for a little while, and already there are users who are unhappy with its release. The car racing game came out to much fanfare as there hasn't been an iteration in the series for a little while. But there was an update that included a change to the microtransactions, which meant it was a bit more realistic to life. The cars seemed to be priced adequately according to lifestyles that we'd experience in real life, and that meant that players had to play for an excessively large amount of time in order to earn enough money to pay for these really expensive cars. This has meant that reviews have been dropping for the game to the point where it's one of the lowest in the industry, And even the developers have come back to try and issue a statement about the change regarding the microtransactions and how it suits their game design and how they'd like it to reflect real life. Unfortunately, there's nothing apologetic there, and it's also possible that they won't be making updates to the microtransactions to suit people's needs. So if you have bought Gran Turismo 7, expect to spend a little bit of time, or at least a little bit of money to get those cars that you want. Moon Studios, the developers of Ori and the Blind Forest and the follow-up game, has been reported by Gamesbeat to be one of the most oppressive places to work in the industry. This would come as a surprise hearing about Activision Blizzard, Ubisoft and other studios being just as oppressive, but it's unusual for an independent studio the way it is to be so oppressive from the employees that report on it. As an independent studio, it has an anti-corporate message and it likes to think that it's a bit more collaborative than other studios would be but the employees have been saying the opposite. While creating one of the most beautiful games in the last generation, there has been bullying, sexism, racism, and a bunch of little things that some employees describe as death by a thousand cuts. The expectation from the studio is that the quality outweighs the journey it took to get there, but the employees would obviously have a different story to tell. So just be cautious, be aware when you're supporting Moon Studios in future. Hopefully we'll be hearing a bit more positive change from that studio and from other studios in the game industry as well. Good news from CD Projekt as they announce a new Witcher game currently being in development. They're still continuing Cyberpunk 2077 development, but they have mentioned in a release that there is a game in production for the Witcher series. The only things that have been confirmed so far is that the game will be developed in Unreal Engine 5, but there will also be a partnership with Epic Games, and also there's been a picture released of a new medallion with a bit of a different style to Geralt's regular White Wolf medallion. It could imply a new character, could imply something completely different for the Witches going forward, but suffice to say, development on this game is welcome news for anyone who's a fan of the series. I myself thoroughly enjoyed Witcher 3 as a game, and I would highly recommend anyone try it, at least before they release the new epic in the saga. 
Speaking of continuing epics, Netflix has released a trailer for its series Tekken Bloodlines, based on the video game series available on PlayStation and other consoles, and it looks like it'll be exploring the origins of Jin Kazama, and perhaps the lead up for all the characters in the release of Tekken 3. Ogre makes an appearance with seemingly a different name, but more importantly, Jin's journey from his mother towards Heihachi Mishima, and likely the Tekken tournament after that. This is an animated original feature from Netflix, and there's currently no release date available just yet, but we'll have to keep an eye on the platform to see when it comes out. Video game movies and TV series haven't been doing so well in the past. Let's hope we're looking at the start of video games media done well. Square Enix, the publisher for Babylon's Fall, which came out recently, has been insisting that it will continue development for the game despite the rabid, raging, bad reviews for it. Players have been extremely outspoken about the quality of the game, saying that even as a live service with some future years of development, it's still not in the state that players would expect it to be or that they enjoy. The studio has not mentioned any plans to fix or make changes. There has been some surveys instituted by the studio to enable them to gather feedback from users as to how to improve the game going forward, but they still don't seem to be addressing the major issues with the game. And it seems to just be overall. Square Enix has said that it will still continue development from season one into season two and three in the coming years without any side of it falling back at all. So Babylon's Fall is gonna be around for a while, might be worth a laugh to jump on board and just see how much you can stand. In Steam Deck news, Microsoft has been working with Steam to get Xbox Cloud Gaming and the Game Pass working on Microsoft Edge browsers on the popular console. This means that there is even more games available for users who are just using the standard Steam OS, which is Linux based, and they don't have to transfer to Windows just to make Game Pass work. As mentioned on a previous episode, they've also got access to the Epic Game Store through some emulation Blackpack app available for SteamOS as well. In addition to the cloud gaming options that would be available through the browser, this is a massive step forward. It's still only available via reservation and there are still slow trickling deliveries making its way out to US citizens who have placed their orders, but hopefully they'll be amping up production and we'll see them in other countries soon. Sorry, Australia we can't reserve a Steam Deck just yet. Nintendo console owners are currently infuriated as Nintendo did announce that they were going to shut down the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS eShops, but they were still going to make games available for users to download if they had purchased it before the shop was going to cease. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. For three days, users haven't been able to download the games that they already own, and there doesn't seem to be any communication from Nintendo about whether the shop will be coming up again or available. I've been unable to find any updates on whether this will change. Nintendo has said that they have no plans to make any further changes at this time, but removing access to games people have already bought could put people in bad step with Nintendo, considering they have spent the money and they should be able to access the content they've paid for. Hopefully this is going to change over time. We'll just have to keep an eye on Nintendo and that space for a little bit longer. You may have noticed that the pacing and the language that I used in this episode probably was a little bit different. It's because I'm trying some different ways of development now that we're in the practice of releasing these episodes. So I hope you like it. Make sure you send us any feedback that you've got if you would like to see different kinds of changes as part of this podcast, because once again, this is something for you and I want to make sure that you're getting what you need. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop community. 
head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. Join me every Monday and Thursday to discuss the latest game news. Hit us up on Instagram for even more stories every single day of the week. And make sure you tell your friends about the dead drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.